Welcome to the latest episode of LNFG for me, the podcast brought to you by your favourite non-profit independent record label, Last Night from Glasgow. I'm Michael Forbes and I'll be your host today. On today's episode, I chat to Amber Price from How To Be about their new debut album, Another Life. Sit back, relax and enjoy and listen to some great tunes and some great chat. Today on LNFG for me, I am here with Amber Price. Amber, would you like to introduce yourself a bit more? Yeah, my name is Amber and I sing in Hadabi. So um, how have you been recently? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Personally, just been working and trying to navigate lockdown, even though lockdown's kind of easing where we are at the moment. But yeah, just trying to get through that like everyone else. So plodding along. Uh, I'm... In my spare time, um, I, well, I work as a nurse and in my spare time, pretty much the band takes up most of my spare time. So that's sort of my main um, thing outside of work. But yeah, they both feel like full-time jobs. How's it being a nurse? You must be like quite like on the, are you on the front line at the moment, if to put it that way? Yeah. Um, so I'm a nurse first, but I'm also doing a course at the moment, which is for nurses to dual train as midwives. So that's kind of what I've been doing at the moment and started that about six months ago. So I work in maternity, which is, yeah, really interesting and bringing new life into the world, but can also be quite challenging and difficult as well. So, and during the pandemic, you haven't, women haven't really been able to have the full support that they would have not in the pandemic. So just trying to sort of advocate for women and help them in these really difficult times that we're all facing. But yeah, it's been challenging, but also rewarding at the same time. I feel lucky to do what I do. How do you feel like that kind of balance between that and the band kind of like works? Do you have like time for like both? Does like the str- like stress from either one like slip into the other? <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of people ask me this and I, I've had people say, I don't know how how you do both because obviously being a nurse or a midwife is like very full on, especially at the moment. I mean, it was full on before the pandemic, but at the, at the moment and during the pandemic, it's just taken like, or gone gone to a whole new level um but i i haven't been a nurse for that long so i started my training in 2017 and we started the band in early 2018 so i'd only been doing it for a few months so i feel like all the time that i've been in the band i've always had that happening alongside it and they've kind of gone together if that makes sense so i've just made it work and i feel like if you're 
I don't like using words like passionate and passion because I feel like they get bashed around a lot. But I feel like if you are passionate about something, then it doesn't feel like hard work. Like I would go to rehearsals or do a gig after 13 hour shifts and like it sounds tiring, but it was just fine because I love doing that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like because it doesn't feel like hard work, it's I manage it, even though sometimes it is it is hard to fit in the two. I think especially this week, like I've been coming home from work and me and Ollie and the, who's the drummer in Haddaby are the main people in the band that do a lot of the admin and things behind the scenes. So kind of coming home from both working full time and then doing that it, it is a you do have to juggle stuff but yeah obviously had to be means a lot to me and I love being involved in music and I think if I hadn't have had a creative outlet during these times as a nurse I don't know what I would have done really I feel like it's been a real kind of therapy for me yeah absolutely I can totally see that actually your album has came out how do you guys feel about it then yeah um obviously really excited and it's I mean it's I'm not gonna lie it's a strange time to be releasing an album and most of the feedback we've been getting is online which we're still incredibly grateful for and yeah we've loved reading a lot of the reviews but I think you can't be kind of you know touring an album or just seeing that kind of live reaction to it so I guess that's been quite hard but things hopefully seems to be moving in the right direction so fingers crossed so do you guys uh, worked on any other music projects before how to be um y- yeah so me and ollie met at goldsmith university where i was studying popular music and ollie was studying english and we formed a band together there and when we graduated that sort of that band sort of fizzled out and then ollie and myself were still keen to make music together so we formed foundlings now had a b and ollie had been in previous bands growing up and he played session guitar for a band called the heartbreaks which were sort of quite big on the manchester scene and he toured the world with them which i was always very jealous of at the time and um Matt had also been in bands. He played with a band called Doe, who was sort of part of the whole DIY scene. And Ben studied digital music and sound art. And I think he'd been in bands as well. And I'd always kind of dipped in and out of different musical projects and vocal projects. So, yeah, we'd all kind of had our own separate experiences that we tried to bring together with the band. How did you guys all meet then? Like, what was kind of that point for you? Yeah, so obviously me and Ollie were at uni together and then we met Matthew through Gumtree and oh, ben, oh, yeah. ben through Gumtree as well. So we're like a half, I think someone once said we're a 50% Gumtree band, which I think Ollie was really unsure when I suggested Gumtree because I think we were struggling to sort of think of how, because when you finish uni, you just kind of, it's harder to meet people in a way. You're kind of not in that situation where you're just surrounded by loads of people with similar interests and similar ages to you so I suggested Gumtree and he was like no that's weird you'll get loads of weird people (laughs) and to be fair we did like it was a bit like I mean I've never done online dating it's what I imagine online dating to be like oh that's fascinating I can't that's wild I never even considered that as like an option actually yeah I mean I think like we've said before that it's kind of replaced the you know, pin, 
what what's it called like note in a music shop on a pin board that would have said like guitarist wanted and because sadly those shops don't exist as much as they used to but that's how people used to join bands like they'd go to a local record store or music shop and they'd look at the pin board and see you know if they could join a band and I feel like Gumtree's kind of taken that role a little bit um so yeah we met Matt through Gumtree and we just sort of hit it off straight away I think it's so important obviously in a band just spending so much time with those people so we just got on with Matt instantly and knew that we could like be in a band together and then we had Brian who played bass in Foundlings and I think Brian it was through a friend of someone that Ollie worked with but sadly Brian had to go back to Singapore where he's from because of his visa mm-hmm. so he couldn't continue with the band and then we went back to Gumtree again and found Ben so yeah bit of a oh. long story but yeah Gumtree's the way forward oh that, that's it so like what is it you kind of like you put up an advert kind of like your genre style and like who you're looking for and you just get yeah kind of like your influences and I think in the one for Matthew said must have good hair or something <laughs> which is incredibly arrogant and I don't really know you know what though what you guys had that. your priorities and like you got, yeah. I mean, you're happy with them so <laughs> shit it at guitar yeah. but good hair but Matthew is definitely not far from shit at guitars but yeah they could have been shit at guitar and had good hair we probably would have taken them did you have so like you kind of said like you had a couple of like uh, did you get like weird people kind of like applying like people that like weren't even really like applicable yeah. for the music yeah like kind of really sort of heavy metal guitarist yeah. and Shows yeah up with, like a slayer it, t-shirt on and he's just like hey guys basically <laughs> yeah and i'm really because i feel like oh, i'm quite sensitive i don't like hurting people's feelings yeah. and you know i just could i think i probably would have let them all in the band had it not <laughs> been for ollie because i was just so sad about upsetting them or if they traveled really far i'd be like but he came all the way from archway you know he's been on the northern line for ages to meet us so wait so like they they would travel down and like do like an audition kind of deal for it no we just met them in a pub because i sort of i mean i know some (laughs) bands do auditions but i just i don't know i don't think i mean unless you're quite big then i don't know i don't i think that's a bit weird to do an audition Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it probably works for some people, yeah. but for us, we just kind of wanted, I think like I was saying with Matthew, you just want to see that you get on with someone. I think yeah. sometimes you just talk to someone and like we met this really Christian guy and yeah, I just kind of, and he didn't drink, which is fine, but like we just kind of thought, yeah, yeah, <laughs> how's this going to work on. like at gigs? And... We're like a rock band, like we're going to be playing in pubs, like we need that, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it's, it's fine not to drink, but I think you just kind of want people people with like similar interests and... Yeah, no, I get that. As long as you guys are like on the same vibe and all that, you're like, it's fine, that's what you're after. Oh, wow, no, that's sound though, I like that. So like... You mentioned though, so you guys like used to be Foundlings and I've always wondered like mm. what what made you guys change the name to How To Be? I love both names, but I've always been curious. Yeah. So, oh God, it's a very long story. So basically mm. um, we were called Foundlings and then we, so we got emailed a few times by this band in the States called The Foundlings who said, we've got a trademark on the name the foundlings and you can't be foundlings anymore we were always like but we're just foundlings and 
we're in the UK and all this stuff. But so we kind of just ignored them the first time, basically. But then they and that you wouldn't hear from them for like months and then they'd pipe back up again and say no you know you've got to change your name we're going to take this to the lawyers and that, that was a terrible american accent but yeah <laughs> uh, i got it i got it <laughs> um so yeah basically had to change our name but it felt like a good time i mean we were trying to think of ways around it because we did like the name foundlings and we we're trying to think of like adding another word to foundlings but I mean, I think Matt and Ollie were always keen to kind of keep it, but I was kind of of this school of thought that, you know, it just sounded like we were clinging on to something that wasn't really ours anymore and we should just have a wipe the slate slate clean and, you know, change our name. And yeah, that's when and it seemed like a good time as well because, you know, new album, we had a new bass player, Matthew had just become a dad um so I felt like we had all these kind of changes and we were going to call the album Another Life which kind of suited like a name change as well so not that we really thought about that at the time but everything just seemed to kind of tie together and I was just looking through some books that I had at home and I have this old Allen Ginsberg poetry book and was just flicking through that and saw how to be playing on the jukebox the poem and just said how to be out loud and I was like Quite no, like that's that. one of those moments. That's how it I happened. love that. You just caught yeah. the ring at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I really like that. And you can apply it to so many things, like how to be on tour, yeah. how to yeah, be no. at the pub. No. So it just suits every occasion, basically. Yeah, you know what? I think it's got a nice ring to it as well. It's a shame that I can't believe were they like a big band, the the Foundlings, or was it just not at all? And they're mainly like a covers band, and they're all like in their 60s or well, maybe they're not maybe they're a bit younger but I mean it's fine that it was just it was a bit annoying at the time and it was just obviously then you've kind of built up a bit of like a name for yourself so it wasn't as annoying as I thought it would be because with social media I thought you'd maybe have to start a totally new one but you can just like change the handles and stuff so you can kind of keep the fan base that you've got already which was a good a good thing probably at this point then we'll move on to the first song and th- it is This Won't End Well and so I wonder if you could give us an introduction and maybe tell us what it is that won't end well <laughs> <laughs> the album no I'm joking um, this is the only time that we had a working title has remained as a song's mm-hmm. descriptor really um, there's a simple chord progression at the centre of This Won't End Well but otherwise there's no repeating sections at all throughout um it's kind of I don't know I feel like this song's kind of has that feeling of mulling over something from various different angles but always bringing it back to the same conclusion in the end and not having a sense of the answer but knowing that something's not quite right and I feel like we've all felt like that a bit over the past year so yeah this is this won't end well Yeah. 
Another Life, how long have you guys been working on the album then? How long, when, when did Another Life start? I mean, it's hard to put, and it, do you mean like how long did it take to write the songs for the album? Yeah, like when did you guys kind of start, did you have, did you kind of start making songs that you thought like, let's start piecing these towards an album or did you guys go like, right, like we're going to get, let's start writing an album, if you know what I mean? Yeah, um, some of the songs have been floating around for a while and then some of them we wrote specifically for the album. So it's hard to put an exact time frame on it. It's not like we kind of sat down and were like, right, let's do the songs for the album. Since like, so since like 2018, is there songs that you wrote around that time on the album? Yeah, pretty much. I think we released our debut EP in two, March 2018, was it? And then since then, yeah, we've got songs from then that we kind of saved for the album. And then some songs that we didn't, we wrote for the album, then decided to save them and not put them on the album. And some songs we decided to put on the album sort of at the last minute. So, yeah. No, I like that. So what's like kind of like the songwriting, like what's the songwriting dynamic in the band? Who's like the lyrics and then like, like kind of how do you build it all up? Yeah. Um, I'd say it's quite a collaborative process. Myself and Ollie have written whole songs, but then sometimes I might bring a few lines or a hook to a song and Ollie will expand on it. That happened with Caught Up On You, for example, from our first EP. And then sometimes Matthew will send something over he's been playing around with on guitar and well put lyrics to it. Ollie will write whole songs. It's quite an organic process and things evolve quite naturally instead of one person writing the whole song mm -hmm. like and music so it's kind of little bits of everyone's strengths i guess because you guys like some of you like live in like different cities with like brighton and london how did that kind of work was it a case of just kind of sending them back and forth like files and all that to each other yeah we literally just send stuff kind of on whatsapp like matthew will send something he's been working on or might send lyrics to each other so yeah kind of a back and forth even though we're not together it's and during lockdown obviously normally in a we'd be in a rehearsal we used to rehearse quite a lot and we'd be in a studio and Matthew might say oh you know I've been playing with this what do you think or Ollie might say because Ollie plays guitar as well he might say oh I've written this song what do you think but I, I feel like in lockdown I mean obviously it's great to do that in person because then people can kind of interject but during lockdown we just had to do it kind of mm -hmm. over whatsapp really but i'm excited to get back and do it in person so do you guys like have any like themes and stuff like that that you had like running through the album kind of like did you have any ideas of like kind of concepts or is kind of each song it's kind of its own song i mean i feel like a lot of the songs are quite politically charged and maybe not maybe that's kind of more subtle undertone but I don't think we write songs like that are really blatant political songs but I think there's always that kind of subtle undertone of unrest unease feeling like a yearning for something that's not happening and I think everything that sort of happened in the country over the past few years with Brexit and the government and now Covid and I feel like that's definitely inspired the album and a lot of the songs 
are about those kind of themes, I guess. I guess, like the last song, This Won't End Well, <laughs> seems kind of like, yeah. <laughs> almost like... I know. Yeah, making it like a bit more like subtle kind of, that kind of works as well, because then people can almost have their own like takes on them as well. Exactly, and I think that's what I really love when I listen to songs like kind of, yeah, building them to suit what's happening in my life and you build your kind of own fantasy with it, I guess. And mm. I, I, I'd love it if people could do the same with our songs. Yeah. And, I mean, I think some of them are very obvious what they're about, like Nurse's song, but I think some songs like Catch It On The Fall kind of know what it's about, but it could be about something totally different to someone else listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you guys say, like, when did that... How long were you guys in the studio for then recording the album? So we recorded the album in five days. So just did Monday to Friday. And we were initially scheduled to record in... I just feel like this last... Like, I still feel like it's 2020 because... It's yeah. like the, it's all kind of like moved on. <laughs> like, no yeah, way. it's kind of all bled into one. But last year, so we were, I think we were scheduled to record in March, and then it got obviously we couldn't do that because like then you couldn't even. I think now you can kind of, if it's for your work, you mm-hmm. can record, but then it was like no absolutely can't do anything like that so we had to cancel that and then it was postponed to may and then that got cancelled and then i think when things started easing in the summer we booked in for august so we just got in as soon as we could and obviously we rehearsed each time it got cancelled so we felt like we knew the songs really well by that point and I think even though it was frustrating that the recordings got cancelled, I think it kind of worked in our favour because we were just able to get through the song mm. so quickly because it was a lot to do in five days. And... Yeah, I was thinking that actually when like when I was listening to the album and all that, and I was like, there's like, it just sounds really big and everything like that in it. That It sounds like it would be quite a graph to get through, but if you guys nailed out five days, that's amazing. Yeah, we did quite long days. I think it was like... I don't know if it's like 10 to late every day. I feel like it was. But yeah, it was just a really good time and loved it. But it was quite intense. And we recorded a lot of it live as well. So a lot of people always said to us at our gigs that we had this, we didn't sound anything like our EP, which I think is quite true. Our EP is very kind of polished sounding and live. We were a lot more maybe raw and just had more energy, I think, than we did on the EP or how the EP sounded anyway. So I think we kind of wanted to capture that because we, I think from our EP, we were often described as an indie pop band, which I don't really think our music is that indie pop. I I really love indie pop music, but I don't think, I think that's just was more the production of the EP. So I think we wanted to try and capture the kind of, yeah, rawness, I guess, of our live shows, which playing live, did that I think yeah how would you like kind of describe your style then oh it's really hard like I don't know I guess we're influenced by so many different things like a lot of Mm post-punk records and indie rock and indie pop like love a lot of indie pop bands um but yeah I find it hard to kind of pinpoint our sound obviously because the original like recording was like cancelled and stuff did you find that there was maybe 
were you guys like 100% happy with the songs or was there ever a moment like after that time kind of kept going back, you'd be like, oh, maybe we could change that or maybe I'm not happy with this now? Yeah, I mean, we added some overdubs and things like that. So, but I think we were pretty happy with a lot of it. Like I did a lot of my vocals in kind of one takes and, you know, normally I think I'm quite critical about stuff like that, but I think... I was happy with the kind of sometimes I would redo it, but then it didn't have the same energy. So I think we we're kind of happy with it a lot of the time. But yeah, with songs like So It Goes, we just that wasn't going to be on the album. And we just we I think we hadn't even played it all together. Like we all knew the song, but we hadn't actually played it together. So we me, Matthew and Ollie just kind of rehearsed it quickly in the studio and then decided to put it on. So it was all kind of quite spontaneous. Which... Yeah, especially with like lockdown, I reckon there's probably quite a few like bands that have ended up like going in to like make a song that, yeah, like we've been like grafting out of this for like a while and here we go, like playing it together. But oh no, that's really interesting actually. So like, where was it you recorded? We recorded at Brighton Road Studios, which despite the name, it's outside of Brighton in a really yeah it's off a motorway which doesn't sound very nice but it's in a really beautiful setting like it's the countryside and the south downs around you and I personally prefer going somewhere like that as there were no distractions and you could get fully absorbed in the process and we recorded with a brilliant engineer and producer called Jake Skinner and I honestly feel like the personality of who you're working with is is vital and they've they've got to get you if that makes sense which I think Jake really did and he's also really calm and patient and generally a lovely guy to be around which you know like I was saying earlier recording can be really intensive so you want to enjoy the company of the people that you're doing with and I think because we had tight a quite a tight schedule and budget and it was all done quite quickly he was yeah just really accommodating of that and just happy to crack on as we uh, that's were. interesting so did did you like know him beforehand or was he at the studio no we didn't know him beforehand we'd just been doing some research on we wanted to record him we'd only recorded in london before so we wanted to record in brighton and i think he was just someone we came across and then matthew and ollie went down to view the studios and really liked it oh that's nice oh, i like that Oh, that sound. Well, at that point then, I think we'll go on to our second song, which is Nurse's song, which we were speaking about earlier. Obviously, then maybe just give it a short little introduction. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I wrote it before the COVID-19 pandemics, but I feel like the song took on a kind of whole new meaning when I finally got round to recording it, having worked through COVID. And yeah, it's kind of about... I think because the song has such a personal context, we wanted to broaden out the themes and look at the NHS's history and how our perceptions of care and environments have changed since the NHS's inception, if you like. And the foundations that the NHS was built on maybe aren't the same as Nye Bevan, who was the health business. I uh, can't get my words out, put my teeth back in health visitor who founded the NHS in 1948 and he delivered a speech about it about those kind of principles that he thought it should always have and we included that in the song so yeah this is Nurse's song
So I saw on like um you guys' Twitter account and all that when I was like looking through like some research on you guys and all that and like noticed you guys were featured on the Loud Women uh, compilation and I was wondering if you could maybe tell us a little bit more about what that is about. Yeah, so we've recently been featured on Loud Women's Volume 3 compilation, which we're really pleased to be a part of. Um, Love Loud Women and all that they do for women in music and Cassie Fox, who runs it, is amazing. They often raise funds for important causes as well, such as women's aid, and they're just all round good eggs. So if you ha- if you haven't heard of Loud Women and what they do, you should definitely check them out. But there's also other bands that we love on the compilation, like Bug Eye and Art. So yeah, we've got another life on there, which was just really happy to be a part of it. Did they uh, reach out and contact you about it? Yeah, we've done a few things for Loud Women before, and we did a gig for them during lockdown. So yeah, they... I can't remember if they contacted us or if I saw something and responded to it, but yeah, one of the two. So do they put on a, like outside of lockdown, do they put on like live events and stuff as well? Yeah, they used to put on gigs, which were always had a really good lineup. Yeah, so sadly there haven't been any for a while, but they put on a festival as well, which I think is going ahead this year. So fingers crossed that that can go ahead. When is that? I think it's in September, but without having all the details in front of me but i'm pretty sure it's in september oh nice hopefully it goes ahead <laughs> so, mm, i know i think it will that's i feel like we're kind of hopefully at that kind of ch- changing turn where we might yeah. get to i didn't go to any gigs when they kind of opened up again you know and they kind of well i can't even remember where like i said like everything's just merging into one but you know was it towards the end of last year they had some gigs maybe in like October, I want to say. So when the live like shows and all that kick off, like you guys getting right back into that, you excited? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like as a band, but also on a personal level, like we've all missed gigs and live music so much. Like even outside of the band, we all used to go to attend a lot of gigs. And yeah, so dead excited for that to get back and just can't wait, really. I feel like it's mm-hmm. all kind of we're trying to book in gigs at the moment and it is really exciting, but it's also all a bit unknown, isn't it? Cause I feel like we've got our hopes up before or everyone has, and then things have had to get canceled. Like we had to cancel loads of festivals last summer and gigs abroad and stuff. So that was really sad. Were you, uh, where were you meant to play abroad? Like what shows did you have booked? We were meant to play at Cologne Pop Fest in Germany and in Paris as well. And yeah, we'd never played abroad before so was really excited about that but initially everything got postponed until the autumn but then obviously that couldn't go ahead so things went from postponed to cancelled but I'm really hoping things pick up soon just for venues as well like it just be so awful to see a lot of venues not survive through this so fingers crossed how's it been like obviously down where you stay because like in glasgow as well it's kind of Mm. you've had all the kind of like fundraising for like the venues like here and that and in scotland have you guys kind of had the same has it been the same attitude towards everything yeah um there's been a few fundraisers around for venue called the windmill in brixton i don't know if you've heard of it which is quite a big south london venue um they had a crowdfunder for that and there's been various other ones I think everyone's just trying to do what they can but obviously there's so many venues like in Scotland as well it's kind of it's hard to support them all as much as you really want to but I just really hope that when they do reopen people 
we'll just go to gigs every night to try and kind of pump back into them. So that's the thing. Like, I think some people have like, you hear like the mixed reviews and it's kind of like some people like have the fear about it. And then like, but like, I reckon like by the time it comes along, as soon as like every band walks on stage, like t-shirts will be flying, pints getting thrown, like, oh, I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. But we've been trying to book in some gigs for the future. Like we're playing up in Glasgow in July and we've got some festivals booked. So things are happening, but Mm -hmm. yeah, just slowly, I feel like. You guys as well have the CCA in July in Glasgow? Yes, the CCA on the 17th of July, I think it is. So thanks very much for coming on the show today, Amber. It was a pleasure thanks to have you Thanks very much, here. Michael. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, no worries at all. And so would you like to introduce the next song, Another Life? So Another Life was one of the first songs we wrote for the album. It's taken on a whole other meaning, like I was saying earlier, due to the trademark dispute with the band in the US. And I feel like there's a hope and optimism to the track, which maybe has something uplifting about it, but also aware of the challenges and strains that, you know, are happening in the country as a whole at the moment. I think it also has a period of change in it on a personal level, as well as a political and cultural level. So, yeah, this is another life. Enjoy it.
Thank you to Amber Price from Hadabi for coming on the show today. Once again, you can find the fantastic album Another Life at our online store at shop.lastnightfromglasgow. Thanks again for tuning in to LNFG for me, and I'll catch you guys next time. For me, LNFG Podcast for me.